Welcome to From the Outside Looking In with your hosts Patrick Bannis and Andy Leoskos. Come on in. everybody welcome back welcome back once again to the show that is all about dough making that dough flipping that dough slinging that dough (laughs) no i'm just kidding this is a show about me and pat and only me and pat because this episode, it's just the two regular boys back together. Whatever, fuck it. Welcome to From the Outside Looking In, the show about everything, the show about nothing, the show about Pat wearing a sleeveless Iron Maiden t-shirt looking longingly at me through FaceTime, the miracle of FaceTime. <laughs> it's just us. Sweet Lou is not with us uh, uh, this episode. He was with us on our last episode. It's been a little bit since we've gotten together. Uh, we will have Sweet Lou back in uh, again at some point. I think we should do that. When we're all in studio, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, the the echo was very difficult to deal with, but it was great having him in here, and definitely want to have fucking Rand McNally back in the mix. Hundred uh, percent, yeah. But again, welcome to From the Outside Looking In. You know the deal. We talk about comic books, movies, other shit. Who knows? We're going to talk about fucking pizza today for sure. We were just talking about it before I did like a little rambling intro. And we we're like, why aren't we talking about this online? This is the fucking gold. This is the gold. But whatever. I am Andy Liascos. With me, as always, the C-3PO to my R2-T2, Mr... Mr. Patrick Bannis, fluent in 237 languages and protocols. Dude, C-3PO was fluent in over... He didn't talk like that. But he was fluent in over 6 million forms of different communication. Like 237. That's like a very American, 237. Yeah, yeah. It's not even. I've been to 237 laundry mats. I'm fluent in laundry mats. I'm fluent in detergent. Yeah, that's what I'm fluent in. I'm fluent in these 237 whores. That, whoa, wee, whoa, wee, oh, wee. Zap. Hey, from the outside looking in, whore talk. Oh, uh, speaking, uh, I don't even know if I should go speaking of this. is fucking aggressive. That's a little aggressive. But big news today, uh, September 8th, 2022. Rest in peace. Her Majesty, Queen Elizabeth II. God the damn of the Queen. Yeah. Uh, the Queen is dead. Long live the Long King. Long live the Queen. Long oh. live the King. King Charles III has ascended the throne already. So, you know, regardless of, of, of Elizabeth and how she was as a person or any of that, what I've really enjoyed, somebody was like, who cares? And I'm like, probably most of the U.K., you know what I mean? Like, I would say there's a fair amount of the U.K. that cares, right? Yeah. They're, they're 
way more vested in this than most of us. But I've really enjoyed all the Facebook Yaz Queens that I've seen. Right? Like, like rest in peace, Yaz oh, Queen. Oh, well, if you're in it for the meme, if you're in it for the memes, then 100%. I, but it's not. It's not a meme. It's just stupidity, right? Yeah. Like, like, like I'm like her name wasn't Queen, and people weren't just like yes, Queen. Like she literally was a queen. Yeah, I mean, like one of the last reigning queens, right? Uh, on the on the planet, right? So, yeah. I mean, but. she had a she has a there, there's a it, there's a great story there. She served in the military. She like worked on jeeps and shit. Like, there's a cool story there, but also there's the monarchy and there's yeah, imperialism yeah. and it's and, like and, and and the racism and everything that happened in India and all that shit and all of that shit is true. But it, it's a very uncomfortable truth. We are all fucking terrible. Right. Like, I mean, we're all, all human <laughs> beings are just fucking terrible. Speak and for yourself out. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I'm terrible or you're terrible. Right. But I'm also just a fucking dude on a fucking shitty microphone in Downingtown, Pennsylvania. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm not fucking inspired. I'm not Winston Churchill inspiring a country to defeat the fucking Nazis. Churchill also huge piece of shit. But you know what I mean? But. I, I never, you know, I never, I never really, being American, I never really got this fascination with the Queen and the British royalty and all that stuff. To me, it's just like, I just don't care. Um, so, as an, I mean, as an Anglophile, I've always sort of liked it, okay. right? Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Because, like, yeah, I always, I always, I was always, you know, wishing that we had never left the monarchy because oh. maybe we would have fucking sick ass accents, bud, instead of this shit, oh, right? Sick accents, pints of ale, some pints bitters. of ales. Right, yeah, I mean, like, Canada stayed with the monarchy until finally the monarchy was like, why don't you just fucking do your own shit? But it's, and, instead of pints of ales and bitters, we have. We got a little of this. Yeah, a little high pitch mosaic IPA. Ah. Can crackity. Ah, I love cracking cans. Yes. Cracking cans, bud. Mm. Yeah. Little Crackin'. mosaic. So, Dry hop with the mosaic and centennial IPA. Yeah. Yes, queen. That's what I'm talking about. I gave you a Yaz Queen, bud. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, no, no, it was good. It was a good one, too. It was good I deserve that. Oh, shit, I left it upstairs. It's all the way upstairs in in, uh, in um, my bedroom. I don't feel like walking okay. up all, all the way up there. But fucking, so a uh, friend of the family, Lindsay, was recently on a trip to Quebec, Right, uh, Ooh, Quebec, Quebec, Quebec City. Not nice. even, not even uh, Montreal, but Quebec City. Cool, uh-huh. cool. Yep. Uh, and you know, she was like, "Do you want anything while I'm out here?" And I was like, "Listen, you're in Quebec City. If you stumble across some Nordic stuff." Ooh. I'll definitely take some Nordic stuff. So uh, she did bring me back a fire ass Nordiques hat. So. Cool. Thanks, Lindsay. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna fucking right pop on. that on, but I fucking forgot that. Shouts. Mm. That's and, good. And some candy. Yeah, I, I guess we would be remiss if we didn't talk about where we've been for so long. Like we had we had that brief fleeting uh manage 03 with yes. uh with Sweet Lou. Yes. And yes. then I spent like an entire week golfing. Yeah. And that was a mess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, so that was that was golf league stuff, and then we had a great outing out in uh, Kensington, Ohio. Kensington is the golf course. Kensington okay. Resort. 
Okay. Um, but anyway, a lot where of golf. Is, where is it, where where is that in in uh, the great state of Ohio? Kensington is in, I believe it's called Canfield, Ohio. It is um, maybe maybe an hour over the you know from Pittsburgh. You know. Oh, okay, to okay, okay. Just over so the border. You're like Youngstown, basically. Uh, yeah, we don't want to talk about Youngstown because Youngstown is sad. Mm-hmm. Youngstown is sad. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah but, it is. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta go you gotta go by Youngstown to get out that way. Yeah. But yeah. um you know, we did that for a little bit and then um the week after we went to Detroit for Labor Day weekend. And uh so the the purpose of the trip was to see idols. Uh, they are uh, British, uh, we'll call them post-punk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They are a great British post-punk band. They are going to be in Pittsburgh next weekend when I will be on vacation. So I won't be seeing them. Uh, they were in Philly last year when I was at a, a concert in Pittsburgh that same night. So, so you, I, went I was to, like, you went to the great city of Detroit, Motown. I went to, to Motown. <laughs> yeah. I've been to Motown before several times. Uh, I, we we just talked that I'm going to be seeing Spiritualized with some guys from Bears uh, on September uh, 22nd. But I also saw Spiritualized at the shelter in Detroit. Shelter made Ooh, famous. The shelter is actually pretty much right downtown. Uh, it's it's like three blocks off of Greektown uh, from Greektown. It's, oh, it's a there, very okay. small, yeah, it's a very small place. Made famous uh, by the Eminem movie Eight Mile. That's where all the rap battles happen. Funny, funny, you should mention that we walked by Mom's Spaghetti. Oh yeah, yeah. Where you have to line up outside to get Mom's Spaghetti, and yeah. we were like, "Well, that's silly. We're not going to do that." Um, yeah, so we, we, uh, I wanted to go see them. They're playing the Fillmore, which used to be, it used to be a different theater. It's gorgeous. The place is beautiful. Nice. Um, just really beautiful architecture. Um, very intricate, very nice. Uh, so we made a weekend of it. Um, I got in touch with the Detroit, uh, Celtic supporters group. That's the football uh, club that you That are is the football club yes. that I'm a fan of. There mm-hmm. was a very important old firm derby uh, on Saturday against our hated rivals, Rangers. Oh, those fucking Rangers. The fucking I hate all the Rangers. All yes. of them. All of them. The New York Rangers. The I don't hate the Rangers. Texas Rangers. I the... mean, yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what about the U.S. Army Rangers, bud? You ready to take that fucking leap? Fuck them. Holy shit, dude. They're the All fucking the point of the spear. They're the all point the of the spear. And what's wrong with fucking I like so like all right, let's let's take let's take a little fucking break on the Rangers. You got Shattenkirk, <laughs> one of the greatest fucking go like fuck Vasileski. Igor Shattenkirk is fucking oh. awesome. Heinrich Lundquist, right? Oh, Lundquist is yeah, Mark fuck, uh, Mike Messier, Richter yeah, Messier, Ma- yeah. Uh, yeah, fucking Gretzky wore the fucking Rangers jersey. Oh, man. And the bread man, Artem Panarin. How do you hate yeah. Artem Panarin? You know what I mean? It's easy. It's actually very easy. When you think about it, quite yeah. easy. Well, you're a fucking Flyers fan, right? Yeah, so, like, exactly. it's just fucking misery after misery after misery. Ah, uh, speaking of misery, we we went past what used to be Joe Lewis Arena. Oh yeah, yeah. Because they don't play there anymore. No, no. Um, so we did go by. Was it Little Caesars? 
Little arena? Caesars Arena. Yeah, they, yeah, that's where, where they the, play uh, now. Um, yeah, and only only the Red Wings play there. The uh, the Pistons actually Pistons, don't. Yeah, they don't play in Detroit. They play in a suburb. Uh, uh, and I, was it Auburn Hills? Yeah, in Auburn yeah. Hills. And I, I actually I saw a UFC event at that uh, uh, stadium okay. with uh, with Nick and a few other people. Uh, it, it was it was a good event. Uh, cool. Co main event was uh, Matt Hughes versus BJ Penn three. Yeah, main event was Rampage versus Leona Machida. Oh wow, that was a great card. It was a great That's card. Way back, you went way back. Oh yeah. So funny story, right? So uh, people were walking to the barriers, like fighters were walking up to like uh, you know like give high fives and stuff. And Caro Parisian was fighting on the card, and Nick and I are like, oh yeah, all right, old school fighter. Let's fucking let's go down there, fucking throw some props out to Caro, get a high five, and. He had switched camps to Extreme Couture at that time, and walking out uh, in his corner was Randy Couture. Oh. Right? And so fucking Nick and I turn into the fucking two littlest girls, right? <laughs> like like fucking like 1964, the Beatles take America, and we're just like, Randy! Randy! <laughs> and like, he's like trying to like, just like look straight ahead, like, all right. And then finally... Finally, he looks at us just like Jesus Christ, guys! Fuck! Like, could you cut it? Could you yeah. back it down? Dial it down? Yeah. yeah. So that was the day when we decided that <laughs> we fucking, regardless of what would ever happen, we broke Randy Couture Ugh. mentally. We fucking we broke him. Wow. <laughs> yeah. He just sort of smiled at us like Jesus Christ, guys. Yeah, so yeah. we uh, we get on the road at like three thirty Saturday morning. Get to Detroit around seven thirty eight a.m. Yep. Um, you left at three thirty in the morning. Three thirty in the morning. The fuck uh, is who so does once, that? Well, the 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 match starts at seven thirty, and once I knew that they had a bar that they were watching the match at, we were like, all right, let's just fucking go gung ho. And so we're up at, at, at like two thirty. Eve wakes up and she's like, I I'm awake. Should we just get up? And I was like, okay. And so we get up and we get our shit together and we are on the road by like 3.30. And of course she has to drive. I can't stay awake at all. It was brutal. Um, and then it's finally, finally sad. like the last hour or so I was able to drive without like falling asleep. It was just, it was rough. Sam but, Heen, bless her, dude, because. Like, oh, I'm telling you. I mean, just doing all that for your bullshit. Yeah, for yeah, me. I mean, for your bullshit. For me. Yeah, yeah. So that I so that I can go to a good pub, on you, Eve. So I can go to a beer bar at eight in the morning with a with like a dozen other hooligans and, and watch drink fucking beer and, soccer and watch soccer. Yeah, yeah. So uh, shouts to Wes and uh, Lindsay who were great hosts. Fucking shouts! Um, shouts to Eve. Yeah, shouts, shouts to, to Eve, Eve for driving for for not letting me get us killed. Um, we did that. We did like the Eastern market, um, which is just a big open air farmer's market. We had some breakfast. We hit the hotel. They had the Detroit international jazz festival that weekend. So there was a jazz festival all over the downtown area. So they had a lot of sections of downtown closed off because they had, they had music. They have, um, a waterfront area. And I can't remember. It's I assume it's a river that separates Detroit from Windsor, Ontario. Um, so they had a big, you know, they had a big setup down there by the river. Yeah, super cool. Yep. Um, 
We, I want to go to the Tigers. I want to see the Tigers. I want to go to Comerica Ballpark, see the Tigers play. Did you actually um, go to a game? We did. Yeah. We, uh, it's, actually, we it's, a, it's, it's a fairly nice stadium. The stadium is, I mean, wow. It is, it's only like, what, 20, 20 some years old, but it yeah. is really nice. I yeah. mean, we decided we, we want, we took their people mover. They have a people mover. It's just like an, um, it's an above, it's like a two story high two stories off the ground right. subway car yeah. that runs right around the downtown area. And it's free. Um, we jumped on that, took a trip around the downtown, ended up, um, up by the, the, the ballparks. Yep. And we were sitting around out there and we're like, you know what? Should we just go? All right, let's just go to the game. So we decided to go to Saturday 15 night bucks. game, 15 bucks. Um, they're playing the Royals. It was one of the saddest crowds I'd ever seen. Oh Yeah. Yeah. At a major league ballpark, like, you know, you go into the ballpark and you go to their little food court area and there's like a carousel, like a legit, like a legit carousel. Mm. And it's just like, wow, this is pretty, pretty crazy. And we're drinking and we wander around and then we go back to this other section where there's a bar and a barbecue joint and a Ferris wheel of baseballs. Just a Ferris wheel of baseballs. Yeah. And it was just like, this is crazy. It's just, it's a, it's a really neat ballpark. Right. We go up to like the 300 level and we take our seats and we sit down before the game starts and like, you know, the game starts and there's, there couldn't have been more than a couple thousand people. Oh yeah, no, it's it's there empty. was nobody there. No. Nobody was there. No. The the pitcher's like, you know, the pitcher's like getting ready for his wind up for like the uh, for, you know, for the first pitch and it is silent. Right. So, of course like, you know, they sold like 15,000 tickets and that's what they report the next day. Right. But I'm telling you there was nobody there. Right. Um, so we did that, wandered around a little bit, um, Saturday night, not too much, which I never um, understand because like literally going to see baseball is one of the greatest things. Yeah. You know I mean, were you really vested in the fucking tigers versus Royals game? No, not at all, but it was a great time. Yeah. But it was a great well, time. In their yeah. Defense, I mean, it's, it's, it's literally the bottom of the AL central, right? Like, in, in like their, in their defense, there's the Detroit jazz international uh, the International Jazz Festival. Yeah, yeah. That's downtown. That's all over the place. Right. There is um, the Arts, Beats, and Eats Festival. That's in Royal Oak. That's maybe 20 minutes north of downtown. Last year, they had 375,000 people go to this festival. Um, so there was a lot going on there. There was uh, a Detroit City FC soccer game. Uh, soccer match uh, that was probably a 5,000 seat sellout there was another festival up around that area because it's Labor Day so there's tons of stuff going on yeah the the Michigan State Fair is going on that's right. maybe a half an hour out of out of so there's a ton of stuff there's going a, on a plus it's a holiday of, weekend right and, Who? and and both Detroit and Kansas Firmly in the basement of the AL Central. There's totally a huge, in the basement. There is a huge gap between like Detroit, Kansas, and then the White Sox, Twins, and Cleveland. Yeah, I yeah. mean, like, I mean, like those teams are not catching. Yeah, like, those those three are still fighting it out for the AL Central and probably a wild card spot coming out of the AL Central. But like, yeah, fucking it Detroit was, and Kansas aren't doing anything for years. It was two teams of twenty-one-year-olds, like fresh baby face yep. kids coming up in the minors, just 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 playing. Yeah, 
Nobody but cares. But I mean, let's say it's the same thing. Like when you go to like a minor league game, it's still oh, yeah. great. Fu- it's a great fucking time. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I highly recommend. And everybody's like, "Oh, I don't like baseball." I, I honestly think there's no other experience like going to a baseball game. Oh yeah, getting a hot dog, being out there. Yep. Yeah, it's a long fucking game, but it's it's a great fucking experience. I go to fucking Phillies games, and I could give two shits. Yep. Yeah, you know I mean, it's a great time. I, like I do try to go when the White Sox are in town, and then at least I'm vested in you know. Yep. But it yeah, is uh, yeah, it's it's a good time. In Detroit, Coney Dogs, getting them Coney Dogs. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the Coney Dog. I'm not a fan. It's a of little the Coney. weird, man. I I, I want to know what that Coney sauce is because it's not like chili, but it's not not chili. It's just yeah. Well, it's it's so it's 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 reminiscent of a, a style of chili from like Ohio, Detroit, and parts of of Chicago called Skyline Chili. And like that's, I think that's what's on there, right? Yeah. And some, oh, yeah. and sometimes you can get a hot dog with that beef. It's really just a beef slur. It's like a meat slur more than anything else. You know what Ooh, I mean? And slurry. and what's yeah? You know what's what's interesting is though there's a there's a faint tint of cinnamon in there. Yeah. No. I get. Yeah. I can see yeah. where you're coming from there. But you can sometimes they, they, get get a hot dog stuffed with that. Oh, gross. Yeah. No, this is this was coney sauce and uh, and onions, and it's like, I'm in. Yeah, I'll take that. So yeah, um, Sunday we hung around, went out, and had some um, had some brunch at like a really nice spot. Um, wandered around a little bit, um, kind of napped around. I mean that 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 three thirty in the a.m. drive really wore us out a little bit. Um, went to the Founders Brewery. Yeah, Founders is which fire. was. Which was great. I wish I don't even have I don't even have all the stuff on me this, of, of what I drank. Right. Um, I had there. So we got two flights. Um, I got an. They they have like an all day chill IPA now. It's like a oh, cold, yeah 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 cold brewed one. Yeah. Um, you know, decent. it's all right. It, I mean, it, it it's is it it's not that much different than all day. You no. know what I mean, yeah. No. Um, I got there. Um. I got their nitro stout, their nitro oatmeal stout, which is okay. Smooth. It's not, it's not KBS, but it's good. I got the uh, nitro um, breakfast stout. Oh, that's fire! That really is good. fire. Bre- Super the, smooth. The founders breakfast stout is one of the most underrated imperial stouts. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's so good. Did you get yep. the uh, the devil dancer? Uh, no, I got um. What was the other one I got? Um, so I did get their Oktoberfest, but then I got their like Super Oktoberfest, which was like it was like Oktoberfest in a bourbon barrel. Mm, mm. So that was pretty solid. Um, I had a it was like, um, God, I got to think about this off the top of my head, like hazy giant. Uh, I'm going to look this up. I can do this in real time. I promise. Yeah. Bear with me. Have, have you ever had the Devil Dancer? I don't think so. No, doesn't ring a bell. Triple IPA. Ooh, very strong, very bitter, very yeah. fucking. Um, uh, it, I want to have the. Uh, it's very all- reminiscent of the Hop Slam by Bells. Ooh, cool. All yeah. right. So the all day chill day, um, we got the kind of Kolsch. Okay. Just a just a basic Kolsch. It's Kolsch, yep. Um, the nitro, the nitro oatmeal stout, the Oktoberfest. Um, not any of those. Uh, the day cap lime. It was like a, uh, 
It's a barrel-aged lime ghost. Mm, okay. Not bad. Oh, uh, they have a Four Giants IPA. It's an Imperial. Yeah. But then they have Four Giants and the Haze of Destiny. Ooh, that's the right. one that we got. Yeah, yeah. it was a, a a big bold Imperial Hazy. Um, so that was really good. And then what was the uh, what were they calling it here? The um, the ultimate. I was called the ultimate Oktoberfest Bourbon Ooh. Barrel. Uh, um, Bourbon Barrel. German style Marzen. Um, very good. Really good stuff. Very Mars delicious. Capone. Yeah, so, very delicious. And then you had some uh, Detroit style pizza. We had some Detroit style pizza, not before we went to Detroit City Brewing. Okay. And had a little bit of their beer. Um, not bad. They have some of their own stuff. Um, I'm trying to think they what all their. I had NIPA. I think it was like the like the 1519 it's it's tough to remember exactly it gets hazy after a while Sure sure um but yeah did all that and then we went up to the Fillmore and saw Idols and that show was just just phenomenal they're so good um energy uh love rage it's all there it is just so good um everybody was moving it was a great time there was definitely some hit type action down in the front um some of the band members were taking turns crowd surfing out with their guitars you know how it is it's just it was so good um so great um i mean 10 out of 10 would go to Detroit, go back to Detroit again in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it, it is, uh, Detroit gets a bad rap as does Cleveland. Uh, but I think they're both really great cities and definitely fun to visit and really a lot of cool stuff there. Yeah. I, I was not traveling. I've been, but I have been playing shows, uh, with the boys in bears have hearts. Uh, got a couple more shows coming up. I am, you got one this uh, this next uh, next weekend, huh? Uh, the twenty fourth. Uh, so not yeah. next weekend. The weekend after that, uh, over at Kung Fu Necktie uh, in Philly, like Nor Libs. Great right? spot. Yep. Great uh, spot. We saw we saw Cool Keith there. Uh, oh yeah, we did. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, so, that was a time. Yeah, that was a time for sure. Uh, and uh, I'm gonna go see Spiritualized uh, September twenty second. So the Thursday before that. Me and a couple of the boys from the band are going to go see Spiritualized. That'll be a good time. And then um, in October, I'm going to Indy for a weekend. Oh, Um, right on. Yeah. Uh, But also, I think it's October 7th. I got to check the date. But I'm going to go see uh, Twin Temple at the the, the Theater of Underground Arts Uh, or whatever. TLA. Yeah, so I'm going to go see Twin Temple there. Uh, you should check it out. If you're around, you may want to come and and check out Twin Temple. What they, uh, When is that? October when? I think it's the 7th. I'll, I'll double confirm. It's either the All 7th right. or the 10th, uh, but I will uh, I will confirm that. But I they, have a bad feeling I'm in D.C. for Iron Maiden. Okay, but Twin Temple is a satanic doo-wop band. Oh yeah, buddy! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow! Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be a great Halloween themed show. That you know what awesome. I mean? Awesome! Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd be remiss if I didn't say, uh, what was it? What's today? Thursday. 
Tuesday night, we went to uh, our local Stage AE and saw Spoon and Interpol. Ooh, that's a great show right there. Um, just Spoon and Interpol. I don't know if there was another. I don't know if somebody. I assume you don't really there was need an... anything more than no. Spoon and Interpol to be honest with you. Yeah. We got down there. I heard that they were. I heard. I heard that we heard that Spoon was coming on first. And they were coming on roughly around 8.15, so we made sure to get down there right around 8 because, you know, work and things. Uh, they come on at 8.15. They're great, uh, as usual. Um, some issues with the PA system that had nothing to do with them. They they, they, they fought through it. Um, uh, it at, as usual, it's like the third time I've seen Spoon, and they're a really great time. Really fun time. Yeah. Really good time. And then uh, Interpol came on after that. Um, I, you know, I love Interpol, but it's a bit of a struggle to see them come on and kind of pseudo headline because, yeah. you know, they have they have a bunch of really good stuff for early on in their career. Um, but like the most recent album is very down tempo and it is very hard to. It's very hard to have that energized in a live show. Right. Um, so it was difficult, but they did a great job of mixing in a lot of their old, really popular stuff. And so it was it was totally fine. But what a great show. I mean, so just you know, so much going on. You know who I saw is out on tour again, which I, I have to look into it and see if they're going to be around here or if they've already been around here it would be very disappointing. Uh, but Echo and the Bunnymen are out on tour. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. 80s, I, 80s, 80s classic Echo and the Bunnymen are out on I tour. I think they were in Pittsburgh last year. Okay. Because I'm pretty sure my coworker went and saw them. Yeah, that'd be an interesting show for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So speak, sure. speaking of shows and other stuff, we're actually not talking about movies, books, and TV shows uh, this week. We are going to keep it kind of light. We, uh, you know, Pat's going to be on vacation next week. We wanted oh. to get, yeah, we wanted to get uh, a show out and in the ether uh just so you guys know that we're still around after <laughs> next week we'll probably come back in with our normal like deep dive as lou will put it into a movie that came out like six months or seven months ago fucking sorry you know what i mean like yeah like we're gonna be fucking we're gonna be deep diving in the fantastic mr fox starring george clooney yeah, yeah i mean uh we like know. to let that shit marinate yeah you know what i mean we, we like to you know go over shit that we saw so far <laughs> so long ago that i don't remember it yeah you know i mean we're talking about like today. What do we want to do, right? And uh, do we want to do the Batman episode, or we want to get in Miss Marvel? And I was like, I don't remember fucking anything from either of those. But we're gonna talk about one of the one of the loves on the, uh, this uh, one of the shared loves between Pat and I that we don't talk to uh, that much about. But we did have a, an entire. Uh, uh, episode about it. I remember my friend RC was like y your buddy has some hot takes on the subject right so yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know if he agreed with everything but no we were gonna lies talk, detected. yeah we're, we're not gonna uh, we're not gonna talk about classic wrestling but we are gonna talk about the new pipe bomb basically right uh, we are gonna talk about wrestling and aew and the fucking ignatic in enigmatic superstar that is CM Punk. So, Owen oh, too is a mixed was, martial artist. Yeah. <laughs> so this weekend was a. The last week or so was a pretty wild week 
in uh, in wrestling. So uh, AEW, um, for those that know, is a kind of an upstart promotion. The son of the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Fulham uh, Soccer Club. Um, Shad Khan, his son Tony Khan, got some of his, you know, dad's money inherited early and decided he wanted to have his own wrestling promotion. So, and how are they uh, related to Shaka Khan? God, I wish they were related to Shaka Khan. <laughs> the Khan. story would be so much Shaka cooler Khan. if they were. Yeah, Shaka Khan. Rock, Shaka rock, Khan, come on. rock, rock me, oh, Shaka man. Khan. <laughs> Got him. Um, so he started a wrestling promotion. Uh, they brought in a lot of really, um, really good talent. Um, about a year in, they landed some really good names. I mean, they started off with guys like Chris Jericho and John Moxley, um, uh, yep. formerly known as uh, Dean Ambrose. Yep. Um, you know, they obviously they 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 started this with Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. And Cody Rhodes, who all wanted to have kind of a a wrestling promotion, um, the, the young focused Bucks on, and yeah, focused on the, the wrestler basically. Well, they're focused on what their wrestling is, right? Um, right. So there's a lot of debate to be had about you know what it is. Um, what what AEW is? Yeah, yeah. Like what kind of what style of wrestling is? It is very spot oriented. There's a lot of like. It's a lot of spots, a lot of high spots, a lot of, you know, big yeah. time action that is, you know, it's, low it's, on the believability it, scale, but high on activity. And sure, it's know. it's not it's not the, the WWE strong style wrestling. Right. Which I and I don't even know if WWE is straight they, strong mean, style. Right. Like New Japan Pro is like straight strong style wrestling. Like, and I love uh, it. I do. I, I really mean, do love just, it. So AEW just came off of a collabo with New Japan over the summer. They have definitely done some strong style stuff. Um, but over the last year, they brought in guys like um, Brian Danielson, a.k.a. Daniel Bryan. Yeah, yeah. Um, they brought in um, Claudio Casagnoli, a.k.a. Cesaro. Yeah. Um, they brought in CM Dude, Punk. I loved Cesaro. Like, he was the, I mean, fucking freakishly strong. Some of the shit freakishly that he, strong. he yeah. was some of the shit he could pull off is fucking Underrated. impressive. Not great on the mic, but a really great terrible talent. on the mic. Terrible, terrible on the mic. On the mic. Um, great the Swiss in ring, Superman. Though. Yeah, the so, great in ring. Um, a lot of what has gone on over the last six months or so has been um, CM Punk chasing the world title. He got through some feuds, some early feuds where he was just kind of doing some fun stuff with some of the younger guys. Um, at that point, Adam Page, Adam Hangman Page, had won the world title in a overly drawn out story arc of his um where they probably should have put the belt on him long before this and kind of capture some of that 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 crowd um energy but they they kind of played it off and and it went a little long um during during the run-up to um the world title match with cm punk and hangman page there was they went into business for themselves. And when I say that, I mean, AEW is very, very oriented to smart wrestling fans, wrestling fans who are on the internet, who are, you know, reading all the stories about the backstage goings on, who, you know, understand all of this outside the television sphere stuff, let's right? Say, let's say well-informed. 
well informed. Right. So they're right. they're all they're in the know. Um, Sam Punk is a very kind of old school guy. He is. Um, he really wants to like. He really wants to help educate and bring up the talent, right? He wants to help these guys get better. A lot of these guys that are in AEW have never been in a major promotion. They're very young. A lot of them have never had a lot of experience. And so he and some of the older people that are in AEW, they have come from like WWE or WCW or yeah, Cody Rhodes and yeah, yeah. Cody yeah. Rhodes, Steven Regal, Jim Ross, yeah. Tony Schiavone, The Big Show, Mark Henry, all these guys yeah. that have had a lot of experience. They want to help these young kids get over and, and succeed. Well, there was stories about um, Adam Page coming out and saying that he, and I think he said this in an interview, that he did not take advice from the older generation of wrestlers. And so there's a little bit of heat backstage because of this. And during the run-up to their match, he kind of like went off a script in their they had an in-ring, uh, they had an in-ring um mic, you know, interview spot where they were kind of going at each other. And he went a little bit off he went a little bit off topic and said some stuff kind of let like, you know, the nerds that are in the know kind of understand because there's like this younger generation of wrestlers in AEW and then there's this older guard of wrestlers that of which CM Punk is a part of. Right. So that happened. It, it, you know, whatever. They get to the world title match. CM Punk wins. Um, I'm trying to remember how this actually worked. During that match, he tried to perform Adam Page's move, which is the buckshot lariat, where he starts on the outside of the ring, catapults himself into a somersault into the ring, and then clotheslines a guy. Well, he tried to do that and broke his foot. So Oof. after he won the world title, like like the next night, he had to, he had to give up the world title because he's like, I broke my foot. I got to have surgery. I got to do this thing. They did an interim bit. John Moxley ended up with the belt. Punk had to go away for a little while and get surgery. He came back. Um, they kind of didn't, you know, they kind of did a, a unification match of sorts, if you will. Um, in the run up to that. CM Punk had a promo where he came out and was like, he he impromptu challenged Adam Page to a match. No, everyone stood there kind of dumbfounded. And then he was like, all right, fine. That's not, you know, Adam Page is like a cowboy allegedly. And he was like, well, that's not cowboy shit. That's coward shit. So he kind of called him out and put him on the spot. And no one knew this was going to happen. So nothing came of it. But then he also said... The the apology needs to be as loud as the disrespect. So I, he kind of called out Paige during this. So in the run-up to Sunday's pay-per-view, there was a lot of shit going on backstage where there were a lot of people that were hot with each other because of a lot of stuff that goes on backstage that apparently these guys are not mature enough to resolve. Back in the 70s or 80s, these guys would have probably beat the shit out of each other or somebody would have pulled a gun or would have just gotten serious. Right. Now it's a lot of like, you know, passive aggressive stuff. So um, last week they had a world title match. They had the they had the world title unification match. Um, CM Punk and John Moxley. CM Punk goes to like 
karate kick John Moxley and like crumples to the ground holding his foot, the same foot that he that had he just had, had operated on. Yeah, right, right. Moxley drags him up, beats him up in like three minutes, pins him. Everybody's like, what is this? Did he really hurt himself? Are they just working everybody? Are they trying to like, you know, whatever. Right. So, of course, they had a pay-per-view coming up like the next week. So they're like, well, what are they going to do? They kind of ha- this kind of has to be bullshit. Right. So he comes out like two nights later. There's a promo. He's 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 in the title match. They're going to have a match. So the pay-per-view this past Sunday, they had, um, you know, Punk and Moxley again for the title in the main event. Punk wins. He's bloody. He's tired. Whatever. They do a press scrum for some odd reason. Yeah. With which all is the, the n- fucking weirdest shit ever, right? Yeah. Okay. After a four-hour pay-per-view. Yeah. And there was some good stuff here, but not a lot. But after a four-hour pay-per-view, they do this media scrum, where like. You know, everybody gets a crack at talking about their match and whatever. And they talk to a lot of the internet wrestling nerd journalists. Punk comes out and he um, he actually, he just kind of goes off. There was something a long time ago from when Punk was with WWE and he got, he got let go. And he sued the WWE because he got a staph infection in his like foot or something. And they said that he said that they weren't, they didn't care about his well-being, And so he got the staph infection. One of his good friends that had come up through the business with him, this guy named um, Colt Cabana um, had been there with him. They did a podcast. Colt Cabana did a podcast for a while and they kind of talked about this. And then at some point, these two guys like got beef with each other. Cabana was in AEW when they started. CM Punk wasn't. CM Punk showed up, and then all of a sudden, Cole Cabana kind of gets phased out. He's not a main guy. He's not popular, really. He's nobody gives a shit about him. He's fucking Cole Cabana. Yeah, I mean, like if that name is not ringing a bell, it's because he's fucking Cole Cabana. Exactly. So he was going to get let go. Um, the young bucks went to bat for him and said, you got to keep this guy. A lot of people in the back like this guy. So they signed him instead of, instead of keeping with AEW, they signed him with ring of honor, which, uh, Tony Khan bought after they folded. Right. So they went out of business. Tony Khan bought them, got the library of all the old, old videos, which is actually great stuff. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Ring of honor was great. If you, if you have an opportunity to go see like 2006, 2007, Ring of Honor, like that really, really early stuff, there's a ton of gold there. Yeah. Really good stuff. Um, so Punk's in this press scrum and Tony Khan is sitting next to him and Punk starts going off on these writers because there's been a lot of rumors like Punk had something to do with Cole Cabana getting released and then they had to shift him over to Ring of Honor or whatever. He's like, I don't have anything to do with this. And then he lit into Adam Page, and he went after the Young Bucks, and he went after Kenny Omega. Now, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks are considered executive vice presidents of this company, but they're also the wrestlers. Right. So it's a little bit of a weird gray area where they have, like, a lot of control over what goes on. Kenny Omega is the is basically in charge of their um, – their video game production. Like they don't have a video game yet, but they're getting there. It's only been like three years. Um, But he's like in charge of the video game. 
So he went after a lot. He, he took shots at all of these guys. And the entire time Tony Khan sit next to him, like, I, it's just, it just is embarrassing. He's big timing the owner. Right. He's taking shots at everybody. And he's like, if you have a problem with me, come fucking see me. Let's go. He, he just goes on and on. He takes shots at Adam Page. He takes shots at everybody. He wraps up his, he wraps up his presser. He goes to his locker room. Now the fun starts. He's in his locker room. Apparently, it's him. Um, one of the producers, Ace Steel, who's also CM Punk's trainer and best friend. Ace Steel's wife is in there, and CM Punk's like fucking dog is in this in his locker room. Right after all this happens, after his presser, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega start banging on the door. This is where everything gets incredibly gray. Right. There are two vastly different stories about what happened here. Um, allegedly, they went and, you know, let's just say they knocked on the door. Maybe CM Punk didn't answer. Maybe they forced their way in. So here you have a scenario where three executive vice presidents barge into the World Heavyweight Champion's dressing room. Right. And arguably into- their, their biggest draw. They're he, arguably their bigger. I would say Brian Danielson is the bigger, but, but CM Punk is a huge draw for these right. people. Yeah, they they he was retired for like seven or eight years. They got him out of retirement. D- D- CM Punk may be a bigger star than Daniel Bryan. Yeah, you know I mean, like it's. It, I mean, it's it's qualitative at this point, right? Yeah, you know I it mean, like a, it, it is a very debatable topic. But they're both they're both very high profile and um, more so than know, Kenny Omega. Yeah, I mean, more so Kenny than Kenny. Omega. Kenny Omega has almost almost no American visibility at all. He was yeah. he was never involved in an American promotion. He it took him forever to get involved in a promotion in Japan. It took him years to get over in New Japan. Um then he left and came here. Yeah. Most of the American public outside of the million or so smart you know, AEW fans have no idea who he is. Same for the yeah. Young Bucks. They were yeah. around a little bit, but they're also like these they're incredibly not, tiny they're guys. Not, they're not needle movers. Even like they're not, not needle that, movers not, not that CM Punk is huge, right? But like they're not needle movers. Yes. So they go into the World Heavyweight Champions locker room. There is some sort of verbal altercation. Punches are thrown. Um, no one knows who throws the first punch. Um, at some point... Ace Steel comes into the locker room. His wife is in there. He sees this going on. He fucking goes nuts. He throw a, Now, I don't think anybody's disputed this point. He throws a chair at Nick Jackson of the Young Bucks, hits him in the head, and knocks him out cold. Yep. Um, Kenny Omega takes the dog who is freaking... Takes CM Punk's dog who is freaking out, takes it outside, hands it off to somebody else, goes inside, and then is immediately attacked by Ace Steel. He's bit, his hair is pulled, whatever. There are punches thrown. This isn't... And, and of course, within eight hours, this is all over the internet. You've just had a pay-per-view. You're, you, you've just changed. You know, you've just had a bunch of title changes. And your world heavyweight champion is in a physical altercation with three executive vice presidents who are part of the talent. It is. I've watched wrestling for a long time, a long time. As far as any kind of backstage shenanigans that I've ever heard about 
immediately after the fact. This is one of the only times I've ever heard of something that happened like bang, bang. No sooner did it happen, everybody knew about it. And I have to say it's one of the most embarrassing things I've ever heard. I think it's fucking fantastic for AEW. It's a, all press well, is good press. And this is, you know what I mean? Like, here's, the, here's the problem with the, the all press is good press. The story they're going to sell from this is going to be huge. But, but here's the thing. They're not. CM Punk tours bicep in the match with John Moxley. He's going to be on the shelf. He's going to be out for probably at least eight months. Punk is already just coming off of a foot surgery. He's pretty frail at this point. Right. Any hope that they had of turning any of this into on-camera angles is shot. The next I, night, not the next night, I'm sorry, last night, AEW Dynamite. Their show. Uh, Tony Khan starts the show. He has a pre-taped interview or a pre-taped announcement where he announces that both CM Punk and the Young Bucks and uh, Kenny Omega. So the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega won their six-man tag title that they just created out of thin air, basically right, right, right. for these three. Yeah. They ha- they he so he he comes on TV and says to start the show, uh, the World Heavyweight Title is being held up. The trio's title is being held up. We're going to put the trio's title up uh, on, tonight. One of the other final four trio's teams, uh, the House of Black, um, led by Malachi Black, a.k.a. Alistair Black, whatever. Right. Alistair Black got his conditional release from AEW the night after the pay-per-view. He had a curtain call. He waved to the crowd. He said goodbye. He's out. So that six-man group is done. So there are only like the 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 final. I'm trying to remember like the final four trios teams were uh, the Young Bucks and and Kenny Omega, the House of Black. Um, oh God, I'm not going to remember these guys. Um, I think it was Will Osprey and um, Aussie Open. These three guys are from New Japan. They they did the job. They did the job against um, you know they lost against Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks in the semifinal. Right. They went back to New Japan right after that. So two of your four team, two of the final four teams, they're already out. Right. They're already broken it's, it's up. Go, it's going to go back to, to Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, right? Like that's I the mean, only. After a period of time, yes. Yeah. I'm not. I would not be surprised. But and and the, all the, the moment, and all the and although they won't be able to utilize CM Punk because he's injured, they're going to utilize somebody like you know you came after my fucking friend CM Punk, well, and they're going to play this angle for sure. I don't. So the worst thing was right. Oh man, this I, I it's the it, this gets more and more embarrassing as I go through it. Um, just prior to all this, um, Maxwell Maxwell J. Friedman, he is MJF. He is one of their he's one of their top heels. Um, he got out of a program with CM Punk. It was great. The mic work was great. Everything was great. They went at each other. They actually had legitimate history with each other. There's a picture of MJF as a kid with CM Punk back in the day, like he was his idol. It was great. Um he wanted a pay raise. Uh, they wouldn't give it to him. He went on. He went on national TV and like started cussing people out. They had to take. They pulled him off a of TV, which was a terrible idea. 
Instead of making that part of this part of the story, they pulled him off a of TV and he'd been off a of TV for months. He shows up last night in their like Casino Royale ladder match for a number one contender shot. He wins. At the very end of the pay-per-view, after Mo after CM Punk beats Moxley, MJF comes out, he unmasks, he he went into the match masked. He was the you know, the Joker. It's just like a wild yeah. card. You don't know who it's gonna be until he shows up. <laughs> right. They were just getting ready to get back into a program with Punk and MJF. This whole thing is now sideways. So what I they guarantee, added, I guarantee you, they like so like this is this is this is the new playbook. This is the the new. They're taking this from fucking shit that happens in the UFC, right? Like so, like like remember uh, fucking Khabib fighting for the title at first versus Ally Quinto, right? Uh, because uh, fucking Max Holloway got injured, couldn't fucking so so and and it was a weird fight. Ally Quinto didn't make weight. So either Khabib was going to win the title or nobody was going to win the title, right? But that is the infamous Conor McGregor bus dolly. Oh, right? yes. The right. bus thing. Yeah. Right. And then how Dana got this is an embarrassment to the sport. This is the worst day. And then three fights later, when Khabib is fighting Conor McGregor, what's on the promo wheel, promo video? It's right. McGregor throwing that dolly through the bus. So right. they're 100% going, like, this is the new playbook. You well, take your comfort, because you, you have to take the position as the company, like, this is this is unacceptable. And then you take that unacceptable shit uh, a month down the road and you package it into this is why these guys I hate mean, each other. I, I want I, I, I want to agree, but the fact that the fact that CM Punk is gonna be on the shelf for the next eight months, nursing a torn torn bicep, roughly, you know, that, right. that's alleged until this until this all gets actually all the way out. And that's there the is, perfect there time is, to let this die down and then well, make the fucking promo there, video. I mean, there is there is a 50-50 chance he gets fired. Um, you know, not just not just for the not just for the press conference where you're big time and your boss and burying a lot of your other talent. He got into a he got into a physical altercation with executive vice presidents. Now, I I agree with a lot of people like Jim Cornette, and I'm always going to agree with Jim Cornette because yeah, I'm a Cornette I'm, guy. I, I'm, I'm a Cornette guy for sure. That, that these guys should not be. EVP, they should not be part of the company, right? So if you're the talent, you shouldn't be part, you shouldn't have like a backstage role that like, not uh -huh. like this. Now you're in a point where you're a major company and you are trying to get your contract with Warner Discovery renewed and you have three of your executive vice presidents getting into a fist fight with the world heavyweight champion in his locker room after a pay-per-view. That's a terrible look and also legal and, jeopardy. So They're going to sell the shit out of I, it. I, I, I don't think they are good enough and smart I, enough to do it and they I, haven't proved that they can yet. I, and I, I agree with you. I agree this, with you. I was, this to me is gold. This to me is absolute gold for AEW because outside of the very well-educated wrestling fans, had this not happened, not a single person, we would not be discussing this on this podcast. Oh, no, of course not. Yeah, you know I mean, and like regardless, right, like, you know, the business play is whether whether the the company 
and the star talents get along, doesn't matter. The stars move the needle. They sell the pay-per-view. And and at the end of the day, the company pockets the money. So CM Punk can go on there, say whatever the fuck he wants about Tony Khan, just like Tito Ortiz showing up to fights wearing Dana is my bitch t-shirts, right? He's still going to sign it because people are going to fucking tune in for it. I I mean, I, I want that to be the case. And, you know, like... I'm part of the group of I'm I, I'm in the I'm in the corner of a lot of the old wrestling heads like Cornette, um, uh, Disco Inferno, and Conan who do the Keeping One Hundred podcast. Like I, they are all in agreement that like if you had Omega and the Young Bucks on one side and you had CM Punk and like FTR, uh, you know, formerly the Revival, arguably the best tag team in the world right now, and you had a program with these guys going. Just it just prints money. Yeah. But but you have you have a lot of you have a lot of new wrestling people who don't understand the business and they don't want to listen to like, you know, like what CM Punk says about Adam Page not wanting to take um advice. When you have guys like Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross who have been part of major promotions and in in Jim Ross's case, he's been in the back room oh, in yeah, WWE. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Jim been Ross in the back room in WCW. Yeah. These guys know what they're talking about. When you had Cody Rhodes in there who's, you know, his father was one of the be- one of the one of the biggest stars Dusty, in the business. Dusty fucking Rhodes, yeah. One one of the Goddamn biggest American bookers. dream. Yeah. Um, you know, when you have those guys there, there is so much that you can learn and these guys are not doing it and I just and I struggle to believe that this is going to happen right now as it is. They started in uh, was it a two, four, six, a six-man tournament for the World Heavyweight title. It's going to finish up in two weeks at Arthur Ashe Stadium. They have a, a I, you know a dynamite from Arthur Ashe Stadium in two weeks. Right now, it's um, Brian Danielson, Chris Jericho, John Moxley, and I think Sammy Guevara. That that's who's going to come out of this. Um, my guess, I got to think about this, how, how this is going to work. Moxley and Guevara are going to wrestle next week. Jericho and Brian Danielson are going to wrestle next week. The winners will go on and wrestle for the World Heavyweight title. It's one of those things where, like, at this point, and, and Moxley and Brian Danielson are in a, um, they're in a faction. Uh, right. Guevara and Chris Jericho are in a faction. Those two factions have just gotten done having a, uh, a program with each other that culminated in a War Games match. So it's like, you can't go back to that well necessarily either. The only thing that you can really do in my eyes, and we'll see this in a couple of weeks, is to have Brian Danielson go against Moxley, break up that group, and just have, I mean, put on a real banger of a match between those two. And to me, put the belt on Brian Danielson and just be done with it. Yeah, I mean, maybe, you know, Moxley, great on the mic, not the best in ring. You know what I mean? Agreed. Yeah, but like great on the mic. That's, uh, yeah, that's the whole thing. Uh, but I'm telling you, somebody's going to make money off of this. And whether I, I, and whether it's AEW or, or Jim Cornette revives Smoky Mountain Wrestling and no. fucking just does, like, whatever, find well, somebody that looks like the fucking, you know, <laughs> CM Punk other, versus the fucking one of the other big stories slightly that younger out. Bucks. One of the big, one of the other big stories that came out in the last month is um, Vince McMahon retired. Yeah, right. From WWE, gave up control of WWE. There's been yeah. sexual harassment, law, not uh, there's been some sex harassment lawsuits and payoffs and things. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He finally yeah. stepped down. Uh, his son-in-law Triple H took over 
for the most part, creative control of the company. Yes. Um, over the last couple of weeks, they've started to trend in a really good direction. Triple H, smart dude. He's he's so a, he he is. he's the fucking he cerebral assassin for a reason. We can we can have we can we can have a debate about his you know his legacy, but as far as what he's going to bring to the table creatively, it's good. I feel and like so, his legacy as a wrestler is undeniable. Like he was great. Yeah, I mean, as a singles per as a singles competitor and as part of D Generation X, fucking fantastic. It, we could do a whole other episode on that, 100%. I mean, but fucking also, Lemmy, Lemmy made his fucking walkout song. When Lemmy of... makes your walkout song, you're on a different fucking level. You know what I mean? Like, John Cena was rapping his own song, and fucking that all of a sudden, it's time to play the game. <laughs> and you're like, holy shit, dude. There is... And 100% best entrance music ever. Undeniable. There is... Ooh. Um, there is... Um... I mean, when you hear when you when you hear the broken glass, it's your ass. So yeah, yeah I mean, no, the for sure. Cold is you know. But anyways, um, there's it's there's a lot Lemmy. of there's a lot of guys who I think are in AEW right now who would like to go back to WWE because I think they know that they'll get used a lot better. Yeah, no, um, for sure. I, I think you're so, going to see a lot of people jump ship. This is really this is all AEW has. I don't think that. CM Punk would jump ship back to WWE. I don't know what his relationship with Triple H was. It was never positive, right? Definitely wasn't positive with Stephanie. Um, you know, but you yeah, know, he's, he's done. So, 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 just so uh, before he went to AEW, um, Fox had him on an FS1 show after SmackDown. They wanted him on this show, so he was on this show with uh, Renee Paquette, who is actually John Moxley's wife, and they did like a post, you know, a post-program show. They wanted him on the show. Um, they got him on the show. They actually wanted Fox wanted him back in WWE, and WWE said in no uncertain terms, we do not want him in the locker room. Yeah. So well, he's he, over. He, he's he next, no. He, He's, he's not he's not a there. good locker room presence. No, yeah, I mean, he is persona non grata in, in WWE. If this is his second injury that he misses time in the in a year that he's you know, if he misses nine or ten months out of the last year, I'm gonna have a hard time thinking that he's gonna come back. Like I am very somebody. I, I, I mean, I'm so, 50, somebody, 50 that he is done. I mean, it could be, but I, I, I think there's money to be made here, and and this and this is wrestling. You know, I mean, this is wrestling. I agree. When but there's I, money I, to be made, we will drag out the fucking geriatric remains of a fucking former star and get that last last fucking juice. I mean, Squeeze I juice. agree with that. I, I have, I have been very, very critical of the booking in AEW. Um, I think they've missed a lot of opportunities. So I, I struggle to believe that they're going to get it right. But I agree that the opportunity is there if they want to do it. The bottom line here is this was a, this was a incredibly embarrassing situation yeah, that for sure. makes that makes them look incredibly bad across the board when you have to strip the when you have to strip like two two <laughs> sets of champions of their belts and yeah. he and like he literally did not discuss it he just said he just said the titles are vacated 
That's it. He didn't mention their names. He didn't say what happened. He just said the titles are vacated. The trio's title match is going to be tonight. There's going to be a tournament for the World Heavyweight title. And that was it. It's all a work. It's all it's a work. It's never all man. a work. It's all a work. I just I, there's too much money to be made here. But anyways, I think that is about all the time we have for tonight. Uh, fucking great to be back on the mic, fucking doing the things that we do. I, I'm going to say fuck like eight more times before the outro. Fair enough. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, but as Glad you always, waited until the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. But as always, uh, uh, real, real quick, uh, old school wrestler, you think you take one on one on one match? Who's the smallest, weakest wrestler? Take I could take one on one. I couldn't take myself. Oh, Jesus, uh, Spike Dudley. Ooh, I'm just trying to think. It. I'm trying to think of a guy I could I, take. I don't know. I didn't. I mean, I didn't necessarily say guy. Oh, a, but I mean, for me, it's 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 Andy Kaufman. I could probably. I feel <laughs> like I could definitely take Andy Kaufman for sure. You could beat his corpse to a pulp. Yeah, well, no, not now. Oh, not oh, now. Oh. I mean, like, in prime Andy Kaufman when he was intergender intergender wrestling champion and yes. fucking making fun of Jerry the King Lawler, I could take Andy Kaufman for sure. Fair enough. For sure. But anyways, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening to us. And just imagine, right, like over the next couple of days, uh, you know, God save the queen as we lay here to rest and then, you know— um, Prince Harry, right, uh, approaches, uh, you know, the casket of of, of, of his, his beloved grandmother and his wife, Megan, whom she adored. And then the gloved hand. You see Paul Barron. It's the queen. She's like, not yet, bitch. And she's, oh, the Undertaker's back. The Undertaker's back. Oh, yes. <laughs> 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 uh, deuces. deuces. Make him try.